With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Wrestling Authority Radio, with your host, Chaotic Katie, the voice, Paul Eubanks, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load, wrestling fans. It's time for war. Oh, I'd like to welcome you into the ER here tonight. It is another Wednesday night. It's time for Wrestling Authority Radio. And this time we're going to go beyond body slams. It's time for the rematch with Gary Michael Capetta and Berwyn Championship Wrestling. Damn right. Katie, you want to screen that caller, please? So, um, I'm actually... Okay, I can do it now. Hold on. I'm trying to <laughs> get a you. I was trying to get a buffer. What do you want from me? I can't breathe. At all. <laughs> all right. Let well, me go in screen. We want to remind everybody that next Wednesday night, we will be joined by the weapon of ass destruction. She is Dementia D. Rose, the double D Dementia D. Rose. And it's going to be yep. a hell of a show next week you want to be here for that also make sure you join us tuesday nights for rampage rants tuesday night turmoil right back here live inside the er and uh that's probably the only time we're going to get to make those announcements here tonight so uh katie is finding out who that caller is it could be berwin championship wrestling it could be our guest of the evening we'll just have to wait and find out Mm, no not from that area code it's definitely not carry. There we go. All right. So. All right. Okay. Ladies and All gentlemen, right. please welcome from Berwyn Championship Wrestling. He is the owner, Frankie Rodriguez. What's up, gentlemen? How are you tonight? Well, we hi. are fabulous. We are fabulous. Hey, now, Frankie. BCW, I'm a BCW, gentle lady. BCW has been around. For quite some time now, bringing in the likes of B. Brian Blair and so many other stars, 
And this weekend, the world's most dangerous announcer, Gary Michael Capetta, comes to the Berwyn Eagles Club for Berwyn Championship Wrestling. Tell us all about it, Frankie. Yes, please. Well, and give the list of names all, that you've been giving me because they, they totally cut me off while I was talking to you in the green room like Rudy Poo Candy Asses. So I'm not impressed with them. Right now. <laughs> well, first of all, we, we're thrilled to death to have the world's most dangerous announcer, Gary Capetta, uh, at this Saturday, September 22nd, uh, as we crown our very first heavyweight champion. Uh, so to hear Gary Capetta make that announcement of our first heavyweight champion is going to be thrilling. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, this Saturday. It's a 30-man Royal Rumble, Rumble for the Gold. Uh, the winner of that Rumble gets to face the ice pick Vic Capri in the main event. And the winner of that mm. match is our new heavyweight champion. Now he, let's uh, let's fast you forward say his a little. Name and he shows up. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> without any further ado, he is the world's most dangerous announcer, Gary Michael Capetta. Wow, we've got a ring announcer in the house. I like it. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's it's only because he won't let me do it. <laughs> We're revved up for two big nights of, um, well, my show the Friday night and then the huge BCW show on Saturday night where I'm going to uh, do a rare ring announce appearance. I cannot wait. And we are talking with Frank from BCW right now. Uh, Frank, I want to talk about your event next month because this is going to be something completely out of the norm. Next month on October 27th, BCW is presenting its all its first ever all female show. That twenty seventh, uh, we're gonna have I've got it right here. We've got so far thirty four women signed up for this event. Uh very thrilled and excited. Uh we've got women coming from uh all over the world, Italy, Germany, uh as as well as all over the United States, Mexico and Canada. So we're very thrilled about oh. that. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about the background of BCW, how it came to be, and uh, how long you guys have been going. Well, that's, that's a very interesting question, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a long story, and I'll try and give you the truncated version. Uh, BCW, uh, on December 8th, will be celebrating its one-year anniversary. Uh, we, I used to be part owners of Pro Wrestling Blitz. Um, which went under when one of the owners, not me, decided to not pay people. Uh, so <laughs> we created Berwyn Championship Wrestling, and uh, with the helps of you know guys like Road Warrior Animal, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer Sonny, uh, the the Killer Bees, uh, Tracy Smothers, they all showed tremendous support uh, to the company. And uh, we've, we've been going ever since, and we are thrilled to death, like I told you earlier, to have the world's most dangerous announcer at this event on Saturday to announce our very first heavyweight champion. Yes. Excellent. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember PWB from uh, back in the day, and uh, that was uh, indeed uh, quite a story. <laughs> and we'll just yeah, leave it at that. Yeah, um, that was uh, the 
the uh, stronghold of the Joliet, Illinois area for several, several years. And unfortunately, there is now a void that needs to be filled, whether BCW can branch out and fill it or somebody else that's listening to the sound of my voice gets the idea to fill it. Uh, I always thought Joliet was a hot area for wrestling. Um, They did used to draw some good crowds there. So hopefully down the road, professional wrestling will be making its return to the Joliet area. Um, because I know there's fans out there that travel to LaSalle to see AAW. There's fans from that area that travel to Chicago to see other companies. So um, they're kind of stuck right in the middle. They don't really have anywhere to go. They can either come down here to LaSalle, which is off 80, or they can continue driving on 80 towards the city and go to shows closer to that region. So um, it was, it was sad to see it go, but um, when you don't pay your talent, and I can attest for this because I I'm one of the guys that did it in 2012 and paid the price for it and didn't run for four years after that. Uh, when you don't pay yeah. your talent, word gets out, and it makes it hard to, for you to get that talent's trust back. Um, you know, you can't once you've got a group of guys that are loyal to you. If you fuck over the boys that are loyal to you. Um, they're not going to want to come back. And once you've done that and the word gets out, that's it. The company is over. Uh, ain't nobody going to want to come work for you when they find out that you're not paying people. So, well, hell no. Um, this, well, this reminds, I, I don't know, I don't know yeah. if Gary will echo this, but if, if, uh, if a promoter is infamous for not paying out uh, for work done in the ring, I don't know why wrestlers continue to go to that promoter and I've seen it over and over and it's it's a repeated occurrence in, in the indie scene and uh, a lot of that's got to fall on the wrestlers for going back to that same guy who's got that reputation. Uh, Gary, I don't know what you think about yeah. that. Why go back and get burned? What I think is um, this is a downer. <laughs> I want to talk <laughs> about this weekend. Come on, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's, I, yeah I'm exactly. raring to let's go and, and I'm not I'm not going to let you crush my spirit. That's not going to happen. Well, it's just a shame that there are promoters out there like that that still are able to stay in business. Um, so we'll yeah, let but that. You know rest. what? There are people in every industry that scum. I, yeah. I don't want, you know, why would you want to focus on them? Let's, let's talk yeah. about a, a, a good promotion like BCW. BCW um, coming back to the Berwyn Eagles Club this Saturday night, I believe the 7 p.m. bell time. Uh, doors will probably open at six, is my guess. If I had to, you're uh, correct. If I had to say without looking, um, and there's going to be some great talent there this weekend. Um, you know, there's a who's who wrestling in BCW, and. Uh, oh. You're definitely going to want to be there to see it. You know, obviously, you want to be there to meet Gary Michael Capetta, but you also want to be there to see this great night of action. Because Absolutely. This is going to be this is going to be some of the hands-down best action that you're going to get in the Chicagoland area without the um, higher-quality talent, uh, higher-quality ticket price is what I, w- I was yeah, trying I to say. Yeah, I got to say, yeah, thank you. You know, well, put – Open mouth, insert foot there, Sean. Um, so, uh, well, of course, uh, all of us, 
all of us who are uh, Chicago people, and of course, uh, I worked with uh, Capri for many, many years uh, in Windy City Wrestling and that. Um, why don't you uh, go ahead, Frankie, and uh, let everybody know who all is uh, on uh, slated on for uh, Saturday night there. Absolutely. Like I said, it's a 30-man uh, Royal Rumble. Rumble for the gold is what we're calling it. Uh, in the main event is going to be Victor Pre waiting for the winner, but you've got former WWE TNA superstar Jay Bradley that's going to be there. Gigantisco Fantastico has been on the last two NXT Chicago's. Uh, he's going to be there. Uh, oh, you, excellent. You got, uh, you got the indestructible idiot, uh, Dale Patrick, to anyone that is a hardcore wrestling fan. He's, he's right up your alley. He's, he's Mr. Deathmatch Tournament himself. Uh, but uh, locally, you know, we got the Shogun, Chris Logan, who uh, is just a terrific athlete. Um, but we've got guys coming from all over the place as well. You know, Jaden Roller, who is also on a Monday Night Raw uh, not too long ago. But uh, uh, we got Roy Flash Gordon. Uh, man, the, the, there's rookies that we got. This guy, Steve Michaels, who was trained by the Dudley Boys in Florida. He, if, you, if you guys haven't seen him, he's a definite must-watch. Must he's, he's got great potential. Got Bryce Benjamin and Ashton Jazz, our tag team champions. Or or oh, former yes. tag team champions, they just lost their belt. So I I mean there's there's thirty guys. I mean I can run down the list uh, of every single guy and give you accolades of every guy. But uh, every single one of these guys have been to you know one of the big shows, whether it's TNA, WWE, Japan, or or uh, is you know basically niched out uh, a name for themselves here in Chicago. So it is. It is definitely a, a one of those. It's one of those rumbles where you just don't know who's going to win because anybody can win it. Absolutely. And next month you've got some names that are uh, quite a few names that have actually been featured in uh, my company RWF. One of them being a woman that went head to head with Paloma Star at our last show in June of 2017. And it ended, in an, it ended in a time limit draw. It was Phoebe the San Francisco Treat against Paloma Star. And, man, those two cannot wait to get their hands on each other again. I've talked to both of them. And they're like, hey, are we going to get a match against each other like uh, again? I was like, well, we're going to have to make that happen. Because those two put on one hell of a match. And uh, we had it end in a time limit draw. We were going to have it lead into a no time limit match. And uh, those two phenomenal talents, phenomenal talents. And Phoebe has come a long way since I first saw her uh, a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, listen, there's thir- 34 women coming from around the world to this one event. It, we know the Berwyn Eagles Club is, uh, you know, famous for their women's wrestling with Rise and with Shimmer. And Berwyn Championship Wrestling mm. want, wanted to join join. Uh, you know, join that that elite group of, of bringing in an all-star women's cast of uh, of wrestlers. We, uh, I could say, we purposely tried to bring in uh, girls, women wrestlers from around the world that have not been to Shimmer or Rise to give the fans uh, di- different athletes to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's 
those matches will be coming out after this weekend for Heavyweight Rumble for Gold. And, you know, you got Gary, Gary Michael Capetta's on the line. Let's talk about Beyond Body Slams. I mean, that's uh, – Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that that's amazing. Oh, for sure. Uh, what what he's going to be able – what he's going to present to people behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone better in this world to tell a story about wrestling behind the scenes than Gary Capetta. Absolutely not. I got to uh, the first one last year, and uh, I have I have uh, given, as Gary will tell you, I have given him given him many kudos um, about about that event, and uh, that was held at a smaller venue called uh, Stages um, downtown, and so now he's going to get a, a larger space to. Uh, do his thing in, and I think that's just absolutely awesome. It's fabulous. So, so Gary is a as uh, a uh, legendary Chicago sportscaster and a good friend of mine. Uh, Mr. Chet Kopic says, "Your dime, your dance floor." Please dance away. Oh, um, this yeah. well, this Friday at my show, it's an all new show. So those the folks that came last time which was uh, about a year and a half ago, um, they saw a set of stories that we had a lot of fun with. This time we're going to go on the road with Steve Austin, a uh, little trip that we took through Texas um, from Corpus Christi up to Houston. And all I'm going to tell you is that it it ended at a uh, Houston strip club. So GMC <laughs> and... <laughs> and Steve Austin uh, up in Houston. And then um, a little closer to home, a lot closer to home. For a week I was on the road with The Undertaker when he first mm-hmm. came into WCW. And he had a problem with one of the headliners. And um, quite honestly, he wanted to um, to find the guy alone and to beat the hell out of him. And the story goes mm-hmm. as to how we went oh. from city to city from Saginaw down to Toledo over to Hammond, Indiana, down to Cincinnati, where these two guys came face-to-face in the locker room and I was between them. So we're going to look at that story, too. Um, I'm also going to pay tribute to Bruno San Martino. We're going to see some backstage footage from an NWA um, Great American Bash tour that's different from what we saw the first time around. Uh, we're going to see Gorilla oh, wow. Monsoon's very first um, commentating show, uh, which took not many people know this even happened. And it was in Atlantic City, uh, New Jersey, and it was a, a live weekly WWWF show. So you know, there's, there are a lot of things that we're going to uh, be looking at. I'm going to talk a little bit about the current indie scene, a um, little bit about my time in Ring of Honor, um, and... Brian Pillman Jr. is my special guest Friday night. So he'll join me on stage at the end of the two-hour show. He's going to join me on stage, and and he and I are going to take questions from the audience. Um, I I thought that Brian would be perfect to uh, bridge my WCW years with his dad to today's scene. Um, So um, anyone that has any questions about um, Brian Pillman Sr., Brian Pillman Jr., 
um, come on out because it's anything goes, no holds barred, question and answer. So we're going to have a good time Friday night at the Eagles Club. Yeah, now that's and that's one of the things, Gary, that uh, you've done this time uh, uh, as opposed to uh, the uh, last uh, run was that uh, you brought other people on with you. Uh, when you were in Atlantic City, you uh, brought our uh, good friend, uh, the quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner, which Hello? I'm sure uh, that was <laughs> quite a uh, fun little evening. Uh, I don't know if you uh, managed to get away without uh, getting threatened to uh, be arrested for uh, violating any um, adult what? entertainment codes, but... Uh... <laughs> no, he, he behaved himself. You know, I, I saved my special guests for the special shows. Um, in Atlanta, um, I had uh, the big cat with me down in Tampa. I had B. Brian Blair. It's just I been a few B. times. So Chicago uh, has always been good to me. Chicago, um, you know, I just I just love coming into Chicago. So I thought let's do something extra special, and uh, and and we're going to bring Brian in. So Brian Pillman Jr. will oh, be great. with me. That's awesome. That's that's excellent. Exactly. And uh, awesome. in fact, um, in fact, we have reached out uh, to Brian. Um, he is uh, working tonight. Uh, Rockstar Wrestling uh, out in Cleveland, and uh, he said that uh, he will try and uh, call in when he gets finished. I don't know what uh, time that would uh, would be. Um, right now it's 9:21. I'm not sure what time their uh, um, their event started over there. So um, you know, hopefully he'll be able to uh, call in and join us in a little while. If he doesn't, um, you know. Hopefully fans you'll still be able to get to enjoy him uh if you come out on uh friday so yeah and he's he's told me and um he actually put a video up saying that any question is okay there's nothing off limits if you want to talk about his dad and his dad's career and um the passing of his dad um how it all affected his life uh, it's it's a it's an incredible story, and and to see the success that now he's having on his own in his own right, um, yeah, you know it's just heartwarming. So, um, like I said, it's an anything goes question and answer. Folks, bring your questions and and you'll get straight answers from us. Excellent. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, it does. It's uh, you know it's it sounds so great because uh, I mean you know. Any any of us uh, that uh, were, um, you know, I, you know, most of the, most of the guys at Windy City were uh, watching what was then WWF. I was a uh, I was a hardcore WCW guy. So, you know, um, while while they were watching Demolition, I was watching the Hollywood Blondes. So that kind of tells you where you know where my head was at. All that time, so yeah, and, and you know what? For um, for your listeners, now tickets are available at Eventbrite, Eventbrite.com, um, and they'll be on sale until eleven o'clock Thursday night, the, the the night before the show. If they go to that Eventbrite.com and they put in the promo code, my initials G M C twenty. 
they'll get 20% off either yeah. kind of ticket, whether it's general admission or the premium meet-and-greet ticket. So um, they've got about 24 hours to do that because um, it'll be cash only at the box office on Friday night at the Eagles Club. But if they want to get in, uh, if, they, if they catch your, your broadcast early enough, they'll be able to uh, take advantage of that special ticket deal. GMC20 is the promo code. There you go, folks. Uh, and like I say, uh-huh. uh, you know, having having seen the having seen the first one um, a year and a half ago, and that, and from what Gary is telling us that uh, how you know how much bigger and better this one is, um, you you can't you can't afford to miss it. This is this is a must see if you're in the Chicago area. Seriously, um, now if you're if you're in Milwaukee, it's a it's ninety it's a ninety minute drive, folks. Now, come on, you've you know you've you've driven you've driven that far you've driven that far to see the Brewers get clobbered by the Cubs. <laughs> uh, True enough. So you can yeah, so I, I you can go ahead a, and this is a yeah. destination event. It's uh, this is the only um, Midwest performance of this show. So you know, and I and I chose Chicago to do it in. So uh, a lot of people in uh, Northern Indiana, um, right? You know, I, I loved always. I always yeah. loved playing um, Hammond Civic Center. Um, oh, great building! Great building. Like love, I love the folks through there and Whiting and. Um, come on over. It is it is a, a hop, skip, and a jump away. Um, it, you know, it's very difficult because I can say, yeah, you know, I'm telling these backstage stories, these road stories, and as I'm talking, you're seeing the giant screen video. It's very difficult to describe um, the show, and you're yeah. one of the people who have seen it. Could you help me to add to that? Because it's an experience. Well, it, it, it is. It is. I mean, you know, it. What you what you get to do is it's it's actually kind of like um, you've been invited uh, to uh, spend the uh, evening over at uh, Gary's house, and uh, and instead of and instead of Gary being the relative with the uh, with the boring slideshow. Of his uh, latest vacation to you know, Tuscaloosa or someplace like that, you're getting taken on a trip to through history, really, uh, and the history of a of an amazing business. I mean, uh, we uh, had Tim Hornbacker on last night, Gary, who uh, his his book uh, Death of the Territories was, was released yesterday, and that. And so, you know, here you go. I mean, folks, you're going to get to have a living history lesson from you know, a gentleman who was there, saw it all, did it all, and is alive to talk about it. <laughs> That's the most amazing part. Yeah. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, they're fun stories. They're sad stories. It's like a, a, an emotional roller coaster ride. I just take you up yeah. and down, and, and there's there's music, there's stage props. <laughs> Remember the last time I had the uh, I had the giant edition of my book, uh, 
uh, on the stage yes. that flashed lights and smoked. Um, that, yes. That was that we have something totally different this time that uh, oh, you're gosh. not going to believe. <laughs> well, I, I just Gary, like to have I'll fun. tell you what. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what, Gary. As as uh, as we're sitting here doing this, I am wearing my Gary Michael Capetta Hall of Fame ring. Oh, that, uh, that you that you gave out nice. at that show. So, Very nice. <laughs> I mean, hey, yes. you know, I, you remember, what's what's up, yo? I remember yes, uh, when you know, we were at at stage seven seven three. I don't usually pick on my audience members, but there was a guy <laughs> sitting there. If you remember, he had uh, index cards that, that were oh, on the table. That is, in, that, in that, front is, of that is my that is my friend Steve. He is a uh, he is also a uh, ring announcer. Um, does uh, video uh, for okay, but why the index cards? Various independent promotions and that because that's his normal thing. He has index cards with him because you know normally when you're doing introductions. You know, for most people, you know, most announcers have index cards so that they have all the information right there at hand. So remember, yeah. I accused him. I, I accused him of either being with the IRS or with <laughs> WWE spy. You know? Yes. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. A Vince McMahon stooge. I remember okay, that. That's funny. <laughs> oh. I, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. I hope I didn't embarrass him, but it was just I could like I couldn't I help myself. You, like you never know where I'm going to go. Um, no, st- no show. Even though the topics may be the same, no show is ever the same because because no. um, the audience is different, and I, I do a lot of interacting with the audience, but I'll never do anything to embarrass anyone. Um, oh, that's no. Yeah. I'm also gonna be- embarrassing people. Come on, now I'm going to walk, okay? <laughs> no, I, I want oh. them to come back. I, I can't do that. <laughs> no, but you can gently, you can gently make them blush. It's not a crime. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> and I, I think I, I think that's what I did with the, with the. In fact, yeah. I told my, um, I, if I remember correctly, I called over to my, um, the guy at my merchandise table, and I told him we should start selling index cards. <laughs> not- <laughs> yes, I remember that. Oh gosh. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> oh my god, my throat. Oh. Yeah, that 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 was that was hilarious. I just you know I'm sitting there I'm looking at Steve <laughs> it's like Well dude, hey <laughs> you put this on yourself, man. <laughs> well now we're gonna see whether or not Steve comes back on Friday night. Yeah. Um hey, Gary, I don't I uh, Gary, a fun, funny story about Steve. He was almost the uh, ring announcer tomorrow with you uh, because oh. I had my ring announcer canceled at the last minute and he wasn't available, but that would have been hilarious. I, I would have given me an opportunity to apologize to him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, we just had a lot of fun, but and, and it's learning at the same time, you know, because a lot of... I'm always impressed at how many younger folks come to my show because they want to learn about the history. But if, but if you just yeah. like give, give a lecture, I mean, who wants to hear that? Um, right. And, and you said when you when you talked about the videos, and you know, it's not some uh, like relative bringing their boring. 
I can remember, uh, I lost my mom this past year, but when we used to watch, oh, no. um, so when sorry, we used man. to watch, um, you know, like the old family videos, she would just sit mm-hmm. there and she'd say, over and over, she'd say, oh, he's gone. Oh, she's died. <laughs> I'm like, mom, please, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> oh, my it's, gosh. Because uh, most people know me from saying a name await in the place, a name await in the place, and they don't, they don't know my personality so well, and they don't know how mm-hmm. much fun we can have, and um, how crazy <coughs> it can get. So that's what that's one of the things people learn when they come to my show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 definitely it's definitely a blast now. Even even watching the video of uh, of Gary getting knocked out oh, you know, <laughs> is quite is quite entertaining. <laughs> uh, I know it wasn't to, I know it wasn't to you that night when it happened, but you know, at least you've uh, learned to laugh at yourself about that one, and uh, you know you've been able to use it for uh, entertainment purposes. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed at how much you remember. You remember details. That's excellent. Hey. You know, I had to. You know, I I I had to I had to remember. You know, twenty one finishes in the TV taping one night. So I better have a decent memory. Wow. <laughs> even though even though even though I've uh, been knocked around in the ring a few times and that, some people of which was actually my like, choice. People will say to me like, "Do you remember <laughs> like?" And they'll ask me a question about something that's in my Body Slams book. And honestly, I. I haven't read it in you know a long, long time. I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's like really did I did I talk about that? I so yeah. and, and and pretty much the show is um, the most sensational stories. Um, like we talked about the night McFoley lost his ear in Munich, Germany, and yes. the referee tossed his ear to me, and oh then I went back stage to you know to tell Ric Flair. Ric Flair was in charge that night, and you know to tell him I have. Cactus's ear in my hand, and he just yeah, he thought there was something that. wrong with me. Um, you know, the, he told somebody that, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my I, gosh, here, here's a uh, cactus's ear. Um, yeah, it's his ear. And he's shit. <laughs> but you never know what and you're going to do unless you're, you know, until you're in that situation. I mean, in, in the stories of the person who took the tooth out of his nose, it has got a lot to tell too. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean that's yeah <laughs> that's I mean that's 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 like of course uh, the infamous uh, night in Japan when uh, Leon White, God rest his soul, uh, had his had his eye come out of the socket yeah. and he uh, fell, it pushed it back room. in and continued the match. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know was, if anybody watched watched uh, fully stand up to Hell in the Cell, but he mentioned that. He mentioned the tooth up his nose. He mentioned his ear. He mentioned everything. It was great. It was a nice two hours with one F bomb. He promised one. Yeah. But nobody watched it but me. Are you serious? No, I watched it. I watched it, but I but also at the same time, but also at the same time as I as I told you. Uh, Ring of Honor was uh, running on uh, on two channels simultaneously. Yeah, so Nick is more important. Forced my girlfriend to watch a whole <laughs> two hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh, like yeah. this. But that was that was that was an ex- that was an excellent. I uh, this. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely going to sit and watch that again because it was that mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. you know. And else Mick did, but Mick didn't bad. have. But the thing is this though, Katie. Mick didn't have all the videos, all the nice little props that Gary brings with him. So. He's a prop man, huh? (laughs) Okay, well, Mr. Capetto, we'll let you speak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just hoping that the the airlines allows me to bring all this with me. (laughs) I know, right? We'll find out in a few hours. Yeah, TSA lets you speak. Well, (laughs) usually, yeah. Yeah, so, something like something like that. Uh, usually, I would, uh, I'd say, I'd say, yo, um, ship it like FedEx or, yeah, something, something like that. So it comes ahead of you. Get it through. But, so you can get it through with no explanations and no. Well, if they edit. give me a hard time, I'll win them over by inducting them into the Gary Michael Capetta Hall of Fame. You think it'll work? Okay. There you go. <laughs> hey, it just, it I, just, I it just might. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I want a Gary Michael Capetto Hall of Fame ring. <laughs> I want one. I'm not sure. I don't want I want one. You know, oh, on, on oh, top boy. of this Beyond Body Slam rematch show, I, I, as a wrestling fan, I know I, I'm the commissioner, promoter for Berwyn Championship Wrestling, but as a wrestling fan, I cannot wait to hear Gary announce uh, at the Berwyn Eagles Club for Berwyn Championship Ooh, Wrestling yeah. on Saturday night. His voice is synonymous with pro wrestling. Anyone that's a pro wrestling fan knows Gary Michael Capetta is the world's most dangerous announcer. And I'm just going to tell you, as a fan, I cannot wait to hear him announce uh, some of the wrestlers' names that uh, that we have on Saturday night. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to it, yeah. too. I, I'm not sure who I'm uh, – how many matches are there Saturday night? Well, we got the Rumble match, and then there's there's uh, six total, including the main event, uh, which is Victor Pree versus the winner of the Rumble. Got so it. there's okay. seven total matches if you count the Rumble as one match. Nice. Well, and how many wrestlers are involved in the Rumble? Thirty man Royal Rumble. Wow. Wow. It, it I is, can't wait. It is a lot of people. You know, when I travel um, the country and bring my show around, and every once in a while, not often, but I'll, you know, I'll do a, a guest ring announce appearance, it's, um, it is heartwarming to see all of the independent talent that there is out there. And uh, I'm not going to give too much away from my show, but one of the things that I talk about in my show is to urge the folks to continue to support independent wrestling because yep. about uh, in the middle 2000s, I was the backstage interviewer for Ring of Honor. And um, nice. at that time, what, I, what my focus was, it was like giving back to the business after having a, a successful career, and it was to help guys with their interviews and their, their promos. And when I look back at the talent roster at the time, we're talking about Daniel Bryan, AJ nice. Styles, Samoa Joe, Cesaro. I mean, oh, wow. it, 
the Briscoe brothers, you know, have always been with Ring of Honor. CM Punk, Colt Cabana. It just goes on and on and on. And where did those folks mm-hmm. come from? They came from the indies. And, and we need to support them. So that's why it's so important for everybody to be out at the show Saturday night at the Eagles Club. And all, and not just, you know, I also have a problem with, um, oh, Pittsburgh is, is, is kind of known for this. They have these territorial wars, these, you know, indie wars. Why can't a wrestling <laughs> fan just go out and check it all out? Like, you don't have to dedicate yourself to one promotion or the other. There's so many great wrestlers to see. You know, if, if mm-hmm. Berwyn Championship Wrestling is your thing, don't miss one of those shows. And then once in a while, try another promotion. It's important because if you don't support, when I say you, I mean the fans in general, mm-hmm. the wrestling community, if you don't support these um, up-and-coming wrestlers, um, then they're not going to have an opportunity to make that next step to Ring of Honor or to WWE or wherever they want to go. Um, mm-hmm. It's so important. It's just so important for everyone to get out Saturday night and to see that show. Come Friday night, I'll tell you what goes on behind the scenes, and then enjoy the show on Saturday night, both at the Eagles Club. So, and I'm I'm thrilled to be able to see the Eagles Club. I've heard so much about it, you know, with uh, Berwyn oh, Championship Wrestling and Shimmer and, and all of the promotions that have gone through there. Yeah, Absolutely. it's uh, it's a it's a it's a fabulous place, Gary. I uh, who's who from the sounds of it. Before 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 I uh, had to retire due to due to my injury, to, uh, I actually uh, worked for a uh, lucha libre promotion that runs out of that building, and well, um, the atmosphere that goes on in that building. I mean, you know, I'm sure you've I'm sure you've seen the. Uh, Shimmer videos and that, um, like I say, uh, I you know I know from personal experience with the Lucha, and that that building just brings out the you know the the real fanatic in people, and so it's a you know it's a it's a fantastic it's a fantastic setup. Um, you know, Frankie, you're you know, very very fortunate to be able to be in that building. Because it's a you know again it's a it's a great place and I know you know from uh, you know walking up and down those uh, steps at the in the back part uh, off of the bar to get to the dressing room area and that where you uh, see all the pictures of the um, you know of the of the shimmer women and that and just you know it's a, it's an amazing it's an amazing thing Gary when you see that. Um, I mean, as much as as much as you're an integral part of our industry, and that I think you're even going to uh, be a little bit in awe of some of the people whose pictures you're going to see up on the on those walls back there. It's it's true. I mean, there there are certain um, venues that just have a special feel to them, and it's almost as if they were built to be wrestling venues. Um, yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Friday night and Saturday night. Well, well and, and, and one you know, of the venues. I, I just want to say, uh, what you know, to touch on your point about the Berwyn Eagles Club. When I started, I was part owners with AAW when it first started, 2002 at the Berwyn Eagles Club, the very first 
very first wrestling event they ever had there. Um, and mm-hmm. from that point on, the Berwyn Eagles Club has been uh, the wrestling destination for almost any and every uh, independent wrestling company in Chicago. And it's just, it's continued since that moment in 2002 to, to now where you can catch any uh, couple Lucha companies out of there. You catch Shimmer, you catch Rise, you can catch Berwyn Championship Wrestling. I mean, it is truly a wrestling mecca uh, for independent wrestling uh, here in the Chicagoland area. So you are absolutely correct when you say I'm lucky uh, to be able to run that building. It is, it is, I'm very fortunate, mm. and the fans love that venue. The wrestlers love that venue. And, Gary, you touched on it. Some buildings are just like they're made to be wrestling venues. This is one of them. Yep, yep. And, and yeah. I can't explain it. Like there's no, you know, if if you were to, if you were to, you know, just look at a floor plan, you know, one building looks like another building, like another building. But when you put that ring up, and you put those ringside seats around the ring, it just, it just becomes electric. It's amazing. Well, and, right. And this was, this was the same way for Steve and I when we were running in 2009 in a little town between Rochelle and Dixon, Illinois, called Bastion. You set the ring up in there. And you would think that this venue was specifically made for nothing but wrestling because you get 300 chairs on the floor and then you have a row of stadium seats on the one mm-hmm. wall. That's kind of like uh, bleacher seats, like but a, they're on risers. Yeah. That's like, uh, like Greentown. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And nothing, nothing felt when Steve Kane walked into that building for the very first time, he says, if you weren't running here, I'd steal it. <laughs> um, Seriously, I would, I would have. I would have stolen that building from him. It was that good of a building. <laughs> it was that good of a building, and it was perfect. Wow. Um, there's been other buildings we've ran that have had in the good feel to them, but I tell you what, the venue in Princeton – that we're uh, looking at, uh, that has the feel for wrestling once you get the ring up in there. It's a fairgrounds building, but you get the ring up in there, and it, yeah. the aura of the yeah. place totally changes. Yeah. Yeah, there are certain places yeah, that awesome. just do it. Oh. And, uh, I mean, Gary, you probably you you know these buildings. I was very fortunate within my first two years in the business, I worked in all three of them. The International Amphitheater, of course, uh, the Hammond Civic Center, which you've been in, and uh, the Tyndall Armory in Indianapolis, which uh, the late, great, legendary Dick the Bruiser uh, performed in all three of those venues. And to be able to uh, step foot in a ring in those buildings, I mean, now the amphitheater, of course, is gone now, but... uh, you know, that just you know you you can just you walk into those buildings and you feel the history. You actually almost smell the history when you walk in there. And well, that, yeah. the history you were smelling at the amphitheater. I'll tell you that. The amphitheater was bright as fuck street from the stockyard, and man, that aroma was not history. <laughs> <laughs> Was not good one, though. Frankie. I'll give you. I'll give you a rim shot for that, my friend. <laughs> hey, real, real quick, 
I, I'd like to go over the card on Saturday, um, if you don't mind. Uh, go ahead. So yeah, please so let uh, let Gary get a clue in. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start the show with the thirty man rumble uh, because the winner of that match faces Vic Capri in the main event to become the first ever Berwyn Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Uh, then we've got uh, some <laughs> tremendous women's wrestlers with. Uh, uh, Art Williams, who's a local favorite. She just moved here from Indianapolis, and she's going to be taking on Lena DeOro uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, so w- mm. she's making her debut, so uh, we're, we're very excited to have Lena DeOro there. Uh, then we're going to have the Young Dragons, which is Dale Patrick, the indestructible idiot himself, and Never Say Die, Josh Crane, versus Egotisco Fantastico and Shogun Chris Logan. Uh, that. Then, uh, mm. them four guys have been trying to kill each other for the last three months. So this, who knows? This might be the war to settle the score there. Um, then uh, we're going to do our intermission. Uh, Gary Capetta will, um, you know, be doing a meet and greet, uh, autographs, pictures, all that good stuff at intermission. And then we're going to come out of intermission with an eight-man uh, tag match with Roy Flash Gordon, Ace Perry. Uh, Justin McCoy and the Sugar Wolf versus Braxton Hunter, Dale Springs, uh, coming from New Orleans, um, uh, Damian Bennett, and Craig Mitchell, the, the Midwest bully Craig Mitchell. If if you guys are familiar oh, with yeah. any of these eight guys, that's going to be an insane match. Uh, and that's going to be one fall. Whoever gets the fall wins the match. And then we're going to – so we had an eight-man tag team, so now we're going to do a six-tag team match. Um, the Empire's got two entries. Then you got Will Moa and uh, Barry Rice. Then you got oh, Jack Monahan nice. and Kristen Hayes. You got mm. uh, Fatal Attraction. So, I mean, th- that if the eight-man isn't crazy enough for you, the six-tag team match will be. Um and then in the semi-main event, we've got uh, international superstar Jay Bradley. He was in the WWE as Ryan Braddock. He's been all over the world many times over. He's going to take on uh, the rookie I was telling you about, Steve Michaels, uh, the master of the Chicago Bear Hug. He's He's been uh, truly making a great impression uh, on the crowd and the guys in the locker room. That's a name that you guys need, need to be watching is Steve Michaels. Uh, and... And uh, the third opponent there will be the destroyer, Isaiah Bronner, out of Detroit. So that's a three-way match. Jay Bradley versus Steve Michael versus Isaiah Bronner. And then the main event will be Victor Pre versus the winner of the Rumble. Um, seven matches in total. Uh, uh, three hours of fun, $2 beers. The world's most dangerous announcer, Gary Michael Capetta. I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah, there you go. A million dollars I mean, at the end to go with it? Please. Okay, yeah. I guess you could ask for that. <laughs> and a cheeseburger. <laughs> and, and a cheeseburger. Please, a double cheeseburger. Oh, a million dollars and a double cheeseburger. Listen, anyone that's ever been to an indie show grade. knows that the, the the food, the concession stands really aren't that good. You might get some oh. frozen pizza or a hot dog. We Our, our concession stand, uh, they make oh, their food fresh. So it's fresh sloppy joes, it's fresh pizza. Oh. I mean, it is amazing food. 
uh, is to go right along with those $2 beers. Did I mention say, $2 yo, beers? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Berwyn Eagles Club, $2 beers. That's <laughs> – that's Ooh. that's one that's one of the that's one of the big uh big going things about that is the two dollar beers. <laughs> two dollar beer. <laughs> and, and if you're okay, cheap, well, they, I, don't, I don't drink beer. For you a $1 I don't drink beer, beer, gross. Okay, well what about mixed drinks? Are you gonna cater to as mixed drinks people and, and Absolutely, such? they got a full Beer's bar at the Berwyn Eagles Club. Wow, okay. is that gonna be open on Friday night too? It it is. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> he should have told me. <laughs> oh, look out, Gary's Gary's going to Gary's going to start uh before the show by having a few $2 beers. Look oh my out. god, oh. if I get if I get liquored up, uh, who knows what I'm going to say on stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said every show's not the same. <laughs> uh, now, Gary, I've got a question for you. Uh WWE has been doing a lot of uh stuff with their games and going back and reliving some of the history with their video games, has uh, WWE ever called you and said, hey, I want you to do some announcing uh, for WCW on our video game because we can't get anybody else? No. No, It's kind of odd because there are times when they have um, revoiced the introductions and they'll find someone to imitate me. But they never call me, so I don't really understand that. That's weird. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did do some voice work on Legends of Wrestling. Yes. That was uh, a great game. The video game, um, Showdown, Legends of Wrestling, yes. That was a great game. It was, I tell you what, I wish they still made that series of games because, man, some of the some of the stuff you had, to, the storylines that you had through that game were just fantastic. I mean, and wow. you got Gary Michael Capetta announcing in some of the most historic buildings that they recreate on a video game on Legends of Wrestling Showdown. If you've never played that game, it's for PS2 and I believe Xbox One. And uh, <laughs> if you've never played it, if you've never played it, pick it up because you'll get to hear Gary's voice. And you'll get to yeah. You can play some of yeah. the greatest wrestlers. Are uh, we the gamer? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, um, yeah, but you have to have either a PS2 or an original Xbox to play. You know, I, I when I did the voices for those uh, for that video game, I did it over um, two different weekends in two different cities, and um, one of those weekends, I lost my voice. Oh. <gasps> the reason I, I lost my like. voice was because my style of, of ring announcing is a, it's, a, it's an old-school booming, as if I didn't have a microphone. Right. And uh-huh. it's, your voice isn't made, to, and, and when you do those, you're standing in front of a little monitor, and they pop up either names or weights or places. So, you, or, so you're, you're saying, um, from Cincinnati, Ohio, from Chicago, Illinois, from New York City, from and your voice isn't made to do that all day. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah, so I mean, one day we had to cut it short, and I had to uh, take care of my throat and then go back the next day and finish it because oh um, 
It's very different from <clears throat> announcing a seven-match card to doing that for 12 hours. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. And you had, you had all those names and weights and uh, all their monikers that you had to announce and everything else. So, you know, you had a lot of voice work on that game. Yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun to do. Um, and, and you're standing in front of a monitor. The monitor has a red light and a green light. When the green light goes on, you talk. And then when you're finished, the red light goes on. Then the green light goes on, you talk. And, you know, it was just one after another, after another, after another. I had, I loved doing it. I had a good time doing it. It's just that my style of announcing, it doesn't fit 12 hours of booming kind of. Um, well, let me, let me tell you, Gary, I'm an announcer myself, and usually by the end of an eight-match card, I'm hoarse. Right, because exactly. That's my style of, that's my style of announcing. You know, I'm yep. going to go in there and give it everything I'm, I've got. I'm not going to go in there and half-ass it. Because well, there are a lot right. of announcers out there that will half-ass yeah. it. And they still get booked. And I'm like, dude. I'm like, uh, you know, I've gone to some of these indie shows. And I'm like, I'm sitting there in the crowd. And there's no enthusiasm in the ring announcer's voice. It's like they're dead. Like uh-huh. there's no life there whatsoever. And I'm like, oh, my God. Get excited. Well, and in this case, they're decided. they're bringing me in because they want the Gary Melchior voice, right? So, you know, I, I'm I'm going to deliver that, Indeed. but with within reason, you know. Right. I'll yep. boom on Saturday night. <laughs> yes. There you go. Which, which oh. by the way, uh, you know, you know, Gary mentioned it earlier. If they put in this code GMC20, they they get 20% off the tickets until tomorrow uh, evening uh, before the show. And then same thing for uh, uh, you can where you find his tickets at uh, Eventbrite.com. You can find our tickets there as well at www.Eventbrite.com. Tickets are on sale for uh, Heavyweight Rumble for Gold on September 22nd, this Saturday, and also for We're Taking Over on 1027, the all-women show. Tickets are available for both events now. Yeah, people who want who want to use credit card, they need to buy their tickets um, for for the Friday show by Thursday night, um, and then it's cash only at the door. Mm. Yes, uh, cash only at the door, and that's usually the way it is. Uh, some companies out there take credit card, but. Uh, I know we attempted that, and it kind of backfired in our face uh, mm-hmm. because by the time by the time they, we, they added the processing fees to all of the charges, we ended up making less than what we would have if we would have just taken cash. So um, that's why a lot of companies try to steer clear of the credit cards at the door because um, the processing fee will get you every time. And, and that's why Perlin Championship Wrestling, we make the tickets cheaper online than at the door. Because if you want to use your credit card online, there's a three, there's a three dollar processing fee. Uh, we take five dollars off the tickets. You actually win. I, I think it's like a dollar fifty four. Um, but if you come to the door, it's full price. So it's cheaper to buy them online than it is to get them at the for Berwyn Championship Wrestling. There you go, folks. Uh, Berwyn Championship Wrestling this Saturday night at the Berwyn Eagles Club, 7 p.m. bell time. Doors open at 6 p.m. 
Uh, Gary Michael Capetta's show tomorrow night at the Berwyn Eagles Club. Gary, what time does no, that No, Friday start? night. Friday, Friday night, night sorry. Sorry, Friday I'm night at 8.05. 8.05 p.m. Pain TBS time. TBS time. <laughs> yep. Now, that's old school. Come on, guys. 8.05 start time? Come on. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's exactly. To give, that's to give those, those folks from Milwaukee and northwest Indiana five extra minutes to get there. (laughs) 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 All right, folks. Well, we need to take our song break. We need to let Gary Michael Capetta get up and get something to drink and use the facilities. Uh, The same with Frankie. And refresh your calls. And refresh your calls. We will be right back in about four minutes and 30 seconds. You are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio live inside the ER. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Are you a fair or festival organizer? If you're thinking of adding professional wrestling to your event, it takes more than just a $5,000 ring. It takes credible talent with years of training, skill, and experience. It takes quality production value. It takes credible promoters with knowledge of the independent scene, the resources to set up entertaining cars, and how to get fans in the door. Bring in just anyone without vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The so-called talent may have no training, no ring gear, aren't family friendly, and some may even have a lengthy rap sheet. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can contact us on Facebook for more information. Central Illinois Pro Wrestling. All right, and we are back. Welcome back inside the ER. We're going to hope that Gary Michael Capata can come back and join us. We are joined by Frankie Rodriguez of Berwyn Championship Wrestling. And uh, we are are talking all about Beyond Body Slams 2, the rematch happening this Friday night at the Berwyn's Eagles Club at 8.05 p.m. And Berwyn Championship Wrestling this Saturday night at the Berwyn's Eagles Club at... Eight, uh, 7 o'clock p.m., excuse me. So there's a lot going on in Berwyn this weekend. You need to be there. Um, yes, there's other things. Keep talking. We need more uh, great promotions like Berwyn Championship Wrestling out there because uh, Lord knows there's a lot of bad ones out there, too, so... Uh, bad stuff all over. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just, I just, okay. Yeah. I just messaged Gary. Uh, he just saw it. So hopefully, uh, he'll, uh, buzz right back in here in, in a second. So, uh, Steve, why don't you talk with Frankie about, um, some old days of his because he's been around a while. Old days of yours too. Oh, I'm. I mean, I'm sure if we, uh, if Frankie and I did old timers uh, school right now, um, we'd probably we'd probably. I don't. I don't know. We'd either we'd either entertain this audience or we'd bore them to death, wouldn't we, Frankie? <laughs> it depends if they like the claw hold and the brain buster and and things like that because those used to be finishers back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you oh, know, it, all right. it, it's funny because you, you mentioned old school wrestling. I, uh, uh, in a in a former promotion that I was in, we tried to get a guy to use the heart punch as his finisher because he was he was six five, he's three hundred pounds, he's a monster, and we're like, we know the heart punch isn't a spectacular move, but if anyone's going to make this move believable, it's you, and <laughs> he was just. And he goes, no, I'm not doing the hard punch. My finisher's a moonsault. We're like, okay, you won't be working for us. <laughs> Why not? I love a moonsault. I mean, he, six, five, three hundred pounds of finisher's a moonsault. Uh, you know, what are the little guys supposed to do if the monsters are doing that? Yeah, I know. Right. This is true. But if he says exactly. he can do it, let him try. 
Mm-hmm. If he falls on his face, then you can laugh at him. Keep it rolling, you two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's you know, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, you know, I mean, I you know, I, of course, I grew up with you know, as uh, as Frankie was talking about Baron von Raschke and the Claw. Oh, that's just all that people need to know. Don't even no. go there. My uncle Cliff, my uncle Cliff used to chase me around the claw. Okay, I'd scream all over the house. Okay. <laughs> oh you know, my can, God. can you imagine That's funny. the character of Baron von Raschke being around today? It wouldn't work. No. Okay, why is it funny? It's funny because uh, I actually went over to my friend's house today, and I was chasing kids around with the claw. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were they horrified? Yes, they were horrified. I was horrified. I thought the world was coming to an end. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> but okay, but Katie, we got one to screen there. All right. I don't I'm know if you guys going. are in the mindset of sometimes in a wrestling ring, less is more. I loved moves oh, like absolutely. the Orient fight and the claw, and, and and moves that just grinded things out. Because when, when you saw something spectacular, it meant more. Now, you know, I became, uh, I've become very, very close friends with Jake the Snake Roberts. And he has told me many times when he sees guys kicking out of uh, tornado DDTs from the top rope onto steel folding chairs, he, at first it used to bother him. But now he says, thank you, because it makes his DDT look that much more devastating because he used to pin people with his. Without having the top All right. Well, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, I'll be right back, Steve. Go ahead and continue. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, In fact, actually, he just got. uh, Oh, and Sean's going to. Okay. And uh, he just got uh, done off of uh, um, the show with uh, Rockstar uh, Championship Wrestling. He will be the special guest. this Friday night at the Berwyn Eagles Club for Gary Capetta's Beyond Body Slam Chicago rematch. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an absolute honor because I was a huge fan of his dad's back in the day, and it's great to have him with us because he's out there now making a name for himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Pillman, Jr. How's it going, everybody? Hello, sir. It is going. So talk Excellent. to us. Tell us about everything that uh, has been going on in your career, because man, you've been blowing up all over the place. Well, you know, I'm I'm in good hands. I'm in a, good, I'm in a lot of good locker rooms. Just broke into MLW, getting some TV time. I'm out, I'm out here every oh. week in Dayton, Ohio at Rockstar Pro. So you're you're a lucky kid when you got a weekly show like that, and you got a lot of talent in the locker room. So I'm just, you know, I'm blessed to be here. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you mentioned MLW. Uh, they just announced um, a few days ago that uh, they will be coming uh, here to Chicago and uh, tickets are actually going on sale this weekend for that. So um, yeah. Yeah. And our Chicago's good, and of course big, our Chicago's good friend. Chicago's a big deal. Chicago's a big deal. You know, part of the uh, part of the Heart Foundation deal was that we were going to expand into Chicago, and we were going to really 
really garner garner a draw there and really blow this thing out of proportion. So I'm really excited to go to Chicago. I think the the people of Chicago are also excited about it, and uh, yeah, it's going to go down. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. Oh. This is you know this is this is real this is really great and that. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Tell us about um, what you're going to be doing uh, this Friday along with uh, Gary on uh, Beyond Body Slam Chicago rematch, and then we can go ahead and we can go to various other things from there. Yeah, so I got a I got a weekend in Chicago planned. I've got the uh, Beyond Body Slams. It is a historical presentation by uh, GMC himself, mm-hmm. prestigious announcer. Following that, I will be wrestling at Black Label Pro against Zachary Wentz in the uh, Crown mm. Point, Indiana, as well as oh, Andrew okay. Everett nice. and Joey Lynch. Yeah, very big. Oh, so, you know, spending a lot of Spent a lot, spent a lot of time in Chicago as it is, and it's only natural Excellent. for uh, MLW to expand out there as well. So, right, right, yeah. You mentioned Andrew Everett. He uh, just uh, got his uh, release just a couple of days ago from Impact, so uh, he'll be out and uh, touring around uh, quite a bit. Uh, I know going going to uh, various places and that. So. Uh, you guys might get might get a few uh, opportunities to work together, and that hopefully if uh, if everything goes well. Oh yeah, down now that his schedule is a lot more freed up. You know, it's it's really really cool to get in the ring with those guys that got that TV experience, and they also have that athleticism. Uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty wild going into this weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and uh, and the nice thing, which uh, like you, well, as far as Friday goes, like you said in the uh, video, which um, Gary put on the uh, page for Beyond Body Slams, um, no question is is off limits for you and that. And um, you know, I I appreciate that. You know, like I like I said, I was somebody who, while I was working here in the Chicago scene, I was watching WCW, oh, um, and, uh, I, you know, and I will, I will tell, I will tell you right now, young man, I was a, uh, huge fan of, uh, your dad and Steve as the, uh, Hollywood Blondes. I thought that was probably oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. one yeah. of the best gimmicks that, uh, you know, that, uh, WCW had come up with. Yeah. yeah. They they definitely had their had their cards in the right place that time, and it was a shame yeah. that they broke yeah. them up. They broke them up yeah, in October, well. but I was born in September, so I was a Hollywood oh. child. Yeah. Oh, there you go, man. There you go. There's a fun, there's a fun you fact def- for you. I was I was during the during the golden era there. I was born. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The third member of yeah. the Hollywood Blondes. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. The Hollywood kid, if you will. There you oh, go. There you go. If you will. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know. Now in fact, um if you yeah, in fact if you don't mind, uh you know, let's let's go ahead and let's ask this. Um did you use you know, watching any of your any of your dad's work as um sort of study material as far as um how how you approach your own style of uh, working in the ring? 
Well, you know, I, the, the thing is, the matter is, is it doesn't matter what the moves are. You know, my dad believed everything he did, and, and he took his work very seriously. Oh. When he came home, he, you know, he didn't treat it like it was a work. He, he really, if you look at if you look at his intensity and things like that, it's, it was very real to him, and, and that's how I treat it. It's very real to me, so. Mm. Great answer. Great answer. I love that. Oh, wow. Oh, so, um. So, um, I have to ask this. I'm going to open the floor uh, here. Go ahead, Sean. I want to ask, uh, he is number 40 on not in the hall of fame, um, on the internet. I believe that it is time that the WWE overlook whatever may have happened, uh, with your father's passing. And I think it's time that we Should put Brian it. Pillman. I think it's time we put Brian Pillman into the WWE hall of fame. I really think it is time. Uh, you know, the man was so innovative. If he would have been around WCW during the cruiserweight, cruiserweight division, imagine what that cruiserweight division could have been. Killer. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I get, that, I get that all the time. That's a common, uh, common topic that's brought up, and, and certainly he belongs in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, there's a lot of guys that belong in there, and it wouldn't be a very important hall if we put everybody in there. But – with as many talks as I've had with people, it's it's pretty common knowledge that he deserves to be there. But at the end of the yeah. day, you know, at the end of the day, it, it it could be saved for another day. You know, the WWE is going to be around another hundred fucking years. So, uh, Absolutely. so eventually, eventually they'll put him in. I think it'd be nice if they if they made it special, you know, and saved it for whenever it's time. Right. Uh, I think I think you know. The success that your dad had, not only with WCW, but later in ECW and even in WWE, um, I don't. I think oh, yeah. we. I don't think we got to see the full potential of Brian Pillman in the WWE. No. Um, yeah, that's 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 right there is why I'm trying to go to WWE so I can finish you know finish what he started and pick up the pieces and and really just show you guys what what our gene pool is capable of doing. But will mm, you well, use a will you use a different name or will you use Brian Pillman? Well, I'm already on the Indies using Brian Pillman, and that's why I don't want to go right. straight to the WWE because if, if they try to change me, I'll just tell them to fuck right off. So <laughs> there you go, there you go. She's my French. I speak French. Oh, <laughs> oh, I speak. I speak. I speak fucking French too. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, What's your name, uh, sweetheart? What's my name? I'm Katie. Katie. It's a good name. My first girlfriend's name was Katie. Oh, wow. Excellent. (laughs) Was was she a redhead ginger kid like me? No, she was blonde and she had big tits. Ah, Well, you know what? Big tits. That's cool. Gotta have (laughs) some. Well, then you can't be my girlfriend. Are you fully back from your injury? Uh, according to Rockstar Pro, I am because I'm out here fucking bumping around and having a good old time. So yeah, <laughs> I'm out here. I'm having matches. I'm, get, I'm getting my shit in. I'm also getting getting lit, lit up because, like I said, I approach this as a very physical uh, sport and I don't take it easy. So. If I'm out in the ring, it's because I'm out there 100%. I'm not half-assing it. Excellent. And that means my that means my knee is 100%. So. Excellent. Good there you I go. wouldn't get there in the ring go. if it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't run here if I wasn't 100%. There you go. There you go. Now, um, 
course, uh, it, it was it was big news um, when you started training over at um, OVW, and that. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know, what it was like uh, walking into into that building and just you know how you know how everything was with uh, with the uh, training over there and that. Yeah, so it's it, you know it's primarily run by Rip Rogers, uh, you know very old school uh, upbringing, but very yes. crucial, very crucial for uh, very crucial for fundamentals and and uh, storytelling and the like. And also, it was a good opportunity to get some promo stuff in. They have some pretty solid production there. They got a nice TV product going. But uh, unfortunately, uh, just the uh, the ceiling there was was not what I was looking for, and and I had to look for a higher ceiling of uh, skill level. So. That's why I came to Rockstar Pro in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. you also trained under a guy that we all know, and Katie knows really well, because Katie's from the country that he's from, and that all would right. be Lance Storm. Oh. Oh, Lance, yeah. He's a good dude. I, I love me some Lance Storm. How, what, what, what strict, you, how strict is Lance uh, Storm's training regimen? I could see uh, you know, it was it was it was it was pretty pretty rough at the start, but you know, once you kind of get used to his rhythm and, and how everything goes, and he's very very picky, very very picky. <laughs> he, he thinks everybody he thinks everybody should be as smooth and as fucking as perfect as possible, and he will pick you apart till the end of the goddamn day. And uh, <laughs> it's you know, I feel like I feel like when you're starting out as a beginner, you need My to kind of be creative and find out what you're doing and you know he made it hard on you to do that because he wanted you to do everything his fucking way but at the end of the day oh. it was the best training uh to start with i think in this continent because he gave you a lot of uh mental information where you weren't hurting your body as much you know what i mean he, he was very much mm-hmm. he very much valued bumps and and you know making every bump count you know don't be bumping a bunch and stuff if it doesn't mean something, so a lot of a lot of different trainings are different like that, you know. Yeah, that's oh, that's that's very that's very old so school. He, he, I, he taught he taught a very, he taught school. a very safe taught a very safe working style uh, mm-hmm. that's different than, than today's kind of climate, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, the a lot a lot of the uh, trainers now and a lot of the uh, promoters and that. Want you to do you know five hundred frickin' spots in a match and that, and you know wow five hundred five hundred spots. I'm sorry, you can do five hundred spots, but if you haven't told a story, you haven't done jack crap as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yo, I'm I'm old school. I I know overall. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. And overall, it goes over like this in a church. Yeah. Oh, God. Did you yeah. have to? I did Absolutely. Have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. It goes over like um, that in a church. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm doing 20 million bumps, and it means nothing. Okay, look. I'm, I'm a little guy. I wrestled for probably four to five years. I was... The heaviest I was ever in my wrestling career was 175 pounds. So, um, you know, I I was the guy that learned if I was going to bump, 
it was going to mean something for whoever I was bumping for. I wasn't going to yeah. bump for well, anything. You know, and there, that, go reminds, ahead, Brian. that reminds me of the match, the match I had uh, a couple of days ago. It was a main event. But, you know, in the middle, you know, in the middle of the match, I, I ripped a huge fart. Oh, I got oh, but what we did was we made a story out of it. You know what I mean? You know, we 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 we, we worked it. We called it on the fly, and you know what? The fans were happy with it. It was funny. And then you know, after that, we segued into a more, some more serious things. But you know what I mean? You gotta you gotta you gotta let one rip every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. Um, I'll keep that in but, mind, and I'll tell them you told me I was allowed to. As a little guy, as a little guy, I tell the guy, if you hit me once, I'm not bumping for you. And there were guys that would get pissed at that. I said, look, I'm six foot tall. You're going to have to hit me once or twice to get me to go down, unless it's a big forearm or a big clothesline, because I'm not going to bump for everybody. I learned a long time ago. I learned a long time ago, bumping for everybody does a lot more damage on the body than bumping for. This guy and that guy and that guy over there. Yeah, you guys got it. I mean, you, you pretty much get it. I mean, the right. other thing is, the other thing is, and Frank, uh, you should put a rule on this for for uh, Saturday. There should be no bumping in a battle royal whatsoever. Oh, oh no, yeah, yeah, you got that right. No bumping in a battle royal whatsoever because that's not what it's intended for. Yeah. And everybody well, knows it's, a, it's a royal rumble. It's not a battle royal. Um, yeah, see, royal so rumble is different. A, a different a style of match that you can do it. it. I mean, if it, it, if it was a regular battle royal, royal where you got yeah. twenty guys in the ring at once, yeah, no bumping whatsoever. I was in a lottery rumble. I was in a lottery rumble one time where they called your number uh, randomly, and you didn't know when you were going out. Mm-hmm. Shit. The, 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 fan, the, the fans drew it from a hat, and that's who went out. Oh wow! Oh wow! I think I, I think yeah. I like that. And we still, we still had a hell of a, hell of a good match. That's good fucking random. Uh, that's, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's cool. The that's Royal random Rumble, as hell. The Royal Rumble style can work, but when you get too many guys in there, you can't have everybody bumping either, or there's not room for everybody, because. You get you get ten guys in an eighteen by eighteen ring, and you have them all bumping and everything. There ain't no room for anybody. Well, uh, well, I I don't know, I don't know if you guys have you guys you, know. you guys have trained before then, huh? Because you understand all this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I, I trained. Well, you Frankie, you know my history. I trained under Desero, so you know you know what uh, you know what I what I know. Um, um, I just don't see the the point in it. I see a lot of uh, a lot of people. Uh, here's the other thing: a battle royal should never just be thrown on a card just for the sake of having a battle royal, because that totally can kill a card. And I've seen it done. I've seen promoters yeah. do it. Well, we don't have anything, so we're just going to throw a battle royal out there. Okay, well, you've had no build to the Battle Royal, so now your fans don't care about the Battle Royal. And then that's promoters good, go... That's a good way to look at it, yeah. And then promoters go, well, how come fans didn't care about this big match? Because you didn't have any yeah. build to it. If you don't build to yeah. it, 
They don't care. The token, token battle royal. No. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Now, well, and another I'm, thing I'm more too, of a Funkhouse Stampede fan rather than a battle royal anyways. You know, come dress as you are, bring oh. bring weapons to the ring. The, the old Bunkhouse uh, Stampede battle royals in the NWA, those were amazing. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You are... You are you are you are talking right up my right up my alley, young man. I mean, seriously, this yeah. is <laughs> young this man. is the kind of stuff. <laughs> he hey, can say that. Uh, yes, I I am I am He's probably old. at least old thirty dirt. to forty years older than you are. He farts He's old dirt. enough to be. He's old enough to be your granddad. He's, I, you know what? He's, so. He's old enough to be age. my father. He's this guy's old enough to be my dad, all right? So yeah, he's up there. He's from the graduating class of Jesus and Methuselah. Yeah, and Noah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so Brian, is your style what? Now your gearer pays homage to your father. Is your style like your father's too, or have you added your own twist to his style? Uh, you know the, the the wrestling landscape and the the abilities of the, the athletes of today has evolved so much that you know I can I can take some stuff from my father, but you know having him his career going from the the, the years of '86 to '97, um, the style has just changed so much. I mean, it's been 20 years. Right. It's been more. It's been fucking 30 years since you know. Right. 20 years. How many years since 97? 21. 21 years. Yeah. 21 years. 21 yeah. years. We're going, we're going on 30. We're going on 30. Yeah, <laughs> 21st, I, mean. I said 21st in my defense. But you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's a different ball game. So, yeah, I like to, I like to look at what he did and, and, and the fire that he had and the, and the selling that he had. But as far as the moves, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm infatuated with the Japanese style of today and then also the uh, – the guys I'm working with over here at Rockstar Pro and the, the indie uh, style. So we're having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We're learning a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, some people like it, some people don't. You know, I, I think I'm a good mixture of a, of working the TV style but also being able to work the, the indie uh, style. So we're just – we're having a lot of fun okay. with it. Oh, there you go. A there good you go. For the indies. And, uh, but, yeah, thank you guys for, for, for having me on tonight. It was great. Oh, we'll have to do oh, it again hey. sometime soon, bro. We love it, man. We're yeah, definitely one night when you know when you're yeah. you know got a night off, we want to get gonna, you for a, yeah. for a full two hour run. Yeah, so. I definitely uh, definitely had fun talking to you guys after the show. I'm, I'm still uh, back here in the office in the locker room at Rockstar, right. just hanging out. So we're gonna wrap <laughs> things Brian, up. I'll see you Friday at Gary Michael Capetta's show. Yeah, I'll see you at the show, baby. Yeah, come to the All come right, to the indie uh, on the twenty second. As well, if you're in the Chicago area. Yeah, well, I that's have gonna be. I'm running on the 22nd, but yeah. Oh, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, hey, thank you guys for having me. You got it, Brian. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We will uh, talk out. to you. It's, it was an honor, honey. Thanks for coming thank out. You, Hope to hear from you again. Hope to hear from you again, man. Me too. Bye. All right. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Oh man, this is this is definitely this is definitely awesome, and we still and we still got uh, thirty minutes to kill, and that. <laughs> oh, so um, you know, so let's you know, 
I mean, we definitely can you know, talk a lot of uh, the, you know, again, the classic old school stuff that, uh, I mean, that uh, Chicago is famous for. Um, you know, as, as we, as, you know, as we were starting to talk about before uh, Brian called in, uh, I mean, Dick the Bruiser, the Crusher, the Baron, the Blackjacks, um, you know, I mean, I mean, Chicago uh, is probably. Pepper Gomez, Bobo Brazil. Oh, God, Bobo yes. Brazil. Red Best Team, Billy Robinson. Oh, yeah, I used to, I used to watch Billy. I used to watch Billy uh, when uh, Vern would run over at uh, the pavilion and that. Oh, that guy, that guy was amazing. Um, one fantastic. of the, one of the guys, yeah. one of the guys that I actually, uh, um, trained with at Windy City, he also would do, uh, TV work for Vern. And he told, and he told me this story, um, <clears throat> that, uh, he was, uh, scheduled one time to, uh, work Billy on, uh, on a TV taping. And he was scared to death because Billy was known to sit there in the dressing room and he'd be reading books on submission wrestling and had a reputation that if you, that if you screwed up, um, you paid for it. Cause he would, he would stretch you out. Yeah. And then yeah, he was he, like, yeah, yeah. And then he was relieved, and this is, and I think it's just funny when you really, really think about it. He was relieved when they changed it and put him across the ring from uh, Crusher Jerry Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> the, the man from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, from but, uh, a from a two hundred and twenty pound guy who could who could stretch you like no no tomorrow to a three hundred plus pound guy that could get up and throw a drop kick uh right at your head. Hmm, okay, I yeah. you know <laughs> if you if you could see if you could see that a better situation, I I I can't argue with you, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, and those were the days where less was more. Uh, you know, you, right. you didn't have to do a hurricane rana and a moonsault and a flying plancha and a 450 splash. You didn't have to do any of that because because they were trying to protect the business with Casey. They wanted it to look as real as possible. You know, when when it, when's the last time you were in a uh, you know in a bar and a pipe broke out and somebody goes to the top of the bar and does a moonsault? It doesn't happen. No, you know, exactly. And, and 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 that's what they were trying to protect. You know, you, people didn't just get into business uh, at will. You had to basically know somebody. It was almost like an act of Congress to become a pro wrestler, because they wanted Bingo. to make sure that they were going to protect the business. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, uh, and I was very, I was very hardcore on protecting the business. Um, in fact, in fact. I was actually well. In fact, actually, it was. It, this is this is going to sound funny to a lot of people, um, but I was I was actually no. Not only was I shocked, but in a way, I was actually happy. The first the uh, day after the first night, I ever ran the ropes, <clears throat> and of course, you know, our the ropes that we had 
at Windy City where the uh, steel cable covered with the covered with uh, rubber tubing and that. And the next the next morning, I woke up and uh, and under my and under my uh, arm on my on my right side and my right hip were looked looked like. And I know this is going to sound indelicate, but it's the best way that I can describe it. I looked like I'd been pimp slapped. I looked like a pimp had taken a baseball bat and and beat the crap out of me because I didn't turn enough tricks and make enough money. But what it did was at my at my day job, I said, "Okay, you 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 idiots think this stuff is all a, is all a joke and it's fake? Show tell me how fake this is." And I pulled up I pulled up my shirt and I showed them bruising. I was never questioned again. They believed yep. everything I ever told them from that point on. <laughs> well, it, it, it's sort of like what Dr. D. David Schultz did uh, to you know to the 2020 reporter who dared yep. say wrestling was fake. Yeah, John Sopo. I mean, he lost his hearing in his ear from a slap. You know, uh, right? It, it was the the, the business. You protected the business. If you were in the business at right. that time, you did everything you're in your power. Uh, that if anyone said it was fake, you you yeah. made sure that they knew in your mind it was not fake. Yeah, and I still cringe at that word. I call it the F word. So do I. And I, I tell people, word. don't you dare say the F word around me. And I and I show and I'll show them how my hand that's all messed up from the nerve damage in that and mm-hmm. you know, and that's you know that's the, and another thing too that um is a lost art is just working a crowd um i i had i one of my you know great privileges in my career was that i was friends with and worked quite a bit with uh bob backland and this was uh, right after he'd gone off uh, TV the second time, so he was doing the doing his uh, heel bit with the crossface chicken wing and that. And uh, we were we were working in uh, Akron, Ohio, one night, and um, literally Bob spent like the first five minutes either going coming up to me and getting in my face or going out to the crowd and arguing with the crowd for wow. five whole minutes he did this before before he even locked up with his opponent who was uh um Mike Moran he was uh he was doing a uh um, Alaskan gimmick called uh, Kodiak the Hunter. This was his other gimmick outside of being one half of the Texas Hangman. And so by the time the two of them locked up, Bob had worked the crowd into such a frenzy that when he got taken over on a hip lock takedown, you would you would have thought that. Um, that he had been leveled with a DDT because that (laughs) was how, yeah, but that, but that Frankie, that's working a crowd. That's how you, that's how you get people 
to believe in what you're doing and that. And it's something that I have said, I've said in, uh, in interviews in, uh, in the newspapers and that, that, you know, our job is much like, say, a David Copperfield. Our job mm-hmm. is to get you to suspend your, your sense of disbelief for two hours or so. And if mm-hmm. we can do that, then, we've, then we have done our job. And believe me, there are a lot of nights that I have, that I have come off of shows and oh, I, have been, I have been harassed by people for calling pinfalls on guys when trunks were grabbed, feet were in the ropes, things like that. And I would, and I would make my way back to my, back to my car, start the car, get out of the parking lot, and I would just smile. <laughs> I would grin from yeah. ear to ear because it's like, you got yes, him. the job was done. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's telling a story. It's not about how athletic you are and how many flips you can do. And that, you know, listen, there's there's a place for it. There's a time for it. But it doesn't right. have to be done in every match, three or four times in every match on every card. Um, I, yeah. I actually uh, imposed a rule in my locker room that every, every high spot has to be run by me. And if and if they run a high spot that I have not approved, uh, they will not work for me. It's that simple. I, I need to approve all the high spots because if I'm taking the time uh, to write all these storylines for you and to, you know, to, 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 to get all the props that you need for your matches, if it's a gimmick match and all that, and I need you to go out there and tell a story and either get hated or get loved, you need to do it. And if I see you flying around without it being approved, you won't work for me. It's that simple. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, you know... And that's and that's one of those things. Um, you know, I mean, we're you know when we were talking about uh, Jake earlier, um, I remember I remember very well um, when Jake was getting ready to arrive in Mid South Championship Wrestling for Bill Watts, um, yep. and the videos that were that were aired for like the three weeks prior to that all they concentrated on was the ddt Mm -hmm. and the you know and and the specifics surrounding the ddt as well like uh time time to effect 1.5 seconds uh and and stuff like that and showing him delivering that DDT to various opponents so that by the time he actually arrived in Oklahoma, oh, that's, that's what the, that's what the fans were expecting. That's what the fans were looking for was for him to get the right, to get the right timing oh, and get his opponent in the right situation where he would lock that head Slap that back, drop down, and boom! One, two, three. That was it. The guy was, was done. 
you, you know, he's a perfect example, Jake the Snake Roberts is, um, of what a professional wrestler could do with five moves. He only had yes. five moves. He had the knee lift. He had the short arm clothesline. He had the DDT. He had a punch. And what else did he have? I mean, he always left jab, short arm clothesline, DDT, right. uh, you know, uh, an atomic drop. Those were his five moves. Never right, came exactly. off the top rope. He didn't even come off Ugh. the second rope. And I no. think he did pretty good for himself in the wrestling ring. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's funny because I've been sitting around uh, on the uh, watching on the network, and uh, of course, right now, um, now they have uh, the uh, Mid Atlantic uh, mm-hmm. tapes and that. And I mean, first off, first off, it's funny seeing Jake in uh, a pair of trunks and a uh, and a cowboy hat. Because right. that's, you know, oh, I mean, that's not how most people know and picture Jake Roberts, but, uh, no, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yeah, his half brother Sam Houston, you would picture like that, but not Jake. That's what I'm saying. Never. No. 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 I, did you know he was involved in the very first ladder match ever versus a junkyard dog in mid Atlantic? Oh, nice. Uh, you yeah, know what? I ha- I have watched that one. I'll have to look at that. Well, it was it was a horrible match, and he'll be the first one to tell you if you ever get a chance to to, to talk to Jake about it. He, he just the the concept when it was brought up to him and Junkyard Dog is we're going to put a ladder in the ring, um, and they didn't even have uh, the folding ladder. It was just a, a painter's ladder that goes up against the building. Um, and you guys are going to uh, uh, use this ladder as a weapon and go get uh, the prize at the top. And they they looked at each other and, and laughed. They're like, you guys are out of your mind. So they got out there, and there was a painter's ladder in the ring leaned up against the side of the building. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, so that's the first ladder <sighs> match. Holy cow. And and I want to mention, if anyone saw Hell in the Cell, you saw Jeff Hardy do that stupid bump uh, bump off the top of the cage where he fell through the table. And, you know, why has it come to that where where you have to, you know, fall 20 feet from the air, uh, you know, to try and put someone away, to try and pin them? I I just think that's so ridiculous. Right, right. And it, and it was also, and that's one of the things I uh, um, criticized about that uh, last night was that oh, whoever whoever was the uh, producer for that match did not sit there and <clears throat> do accurate measuring because Jeff puts up the tall ladder and puts up the puts up the smaller ladder next mm-hmm. to it, and then when he gets up there, he realizes. Oh crap! There's not enough room for me to do the leapfrog over the top, and that. Right. So then he has to go around, and then, you know, do the do the monkey bar thing that he did. So, um, <clears throat> hell, whoever whoever um, was the agent for that match, <laughs> yep. they dropped the ball big time on that one. I mean, but, so. but think about it. I, he, he, yeah. You know where where does it? 
you know, and I and listen, I was a huge mark. Right, where does it end? I used to love, I used to love extreme championship wrestling, but now as I watch it, I think Jim Cornette has has a lot of valid points that ECW ruined fucking wrestling. You know, it, oh, yeah. it, it just it oh, was yeah. it was all just li- listen on top of all the terrific wrestling because they did have some terrific wrestling in ECW. Yes, that's, it was all that's the ridiculous thing things. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and Frey, you're right. I mean, that's one of that's one of the things that uh, a lot of people all they sit there and they think about when they think about ECW is they think about public enemy in the tables, you know, and I had the privilege of getting put through a table by public enemy. So, you know, I definitely I definitely will not, you know, mm-hmm. ever say anything against those guys. I loved them to death. They were great to work with. I miss them both tremendously. But a lot right. of people, their conception of ECW is public enemy in the and the tables, Sandman with the with the with the Singapore cane and Sabu just doing every Crazy, stupid thing that he could think of, and that, and even and even going ahead and working with you know his jaw broken and with his neck fractured, and that. And and don't forget New Jack when Falcony died. Right, right, exactly. But they forget a lot of the a lot of the pure wrestling that did go on. I mean, you know. Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, the series yep. that they had, and that, I mean, my gosh, classic, classic wrestling from there. Um, of course, uh, Chris Jericho went there um, after uh, after his run with Smoky Mountain was done, and mm-hmm. that, um, you know, oh, yeah, uh, Mike Benoit, Awesome, God rest his soul. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's there were a lot of great. You know, great pure wrestlers in there. Um, I mean, two Cold Scorpio, who we've had yep. on as a guest before, and that yes, yes, a lot, a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of really good actual pure wrestling. I mean, you know, who who was their who was their champion for most of the most of that company's run? Shane Douglas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shane Douglas was a top notch pure up wrestler. Now and again, a lot of a lot of that stuff gets lost in the shuffle of the you know more extreme stuff that they that they used to do. And that you know, yep. you know Lance Storm out of ECW. Terrific. Right. You know, it just there's so many great athletes, uh, in-ring, in-ring performers that were just pure wrestlers that came out of ECW, like you said, just gets forgotten because everyone gets enthralled with the blood and the guts and the, and the holy shit moments of the balcony die or, or mm-hmm. the, the born-to-be-wired yeah, match with awesome. Funk and Sabu. So uh, it, it, it's unfortunate, but, I, you know, it got to the point where you know you were putting people through flaming tables and not and not getting pinned. It, it, it just it got right. to the point. Where what's it going to take to pin this guy? Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka are perfect examples. They beat the living hell out of one another. Oh, still folding, busting yes. them over each other's heads. Uh, where does it end? 
You know, and right, right now I think the WWE is caught in one of those because everybody loves the one, two, oh, he kicked out, you know, but what does it take to pin people nowadays? Jeff Hardy's a perfect example. He's doing the monkey bars from the top of the hell in the cell and he almost killed himself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean that's why um and all three of us have said we absolutely loved all in. Because um, yeah. I mean, with the I mean, with the exception of the uh, whole uh, Hangman Page Joey Ryan bit, there was yeah. some awesome, seriously, you know, legit classic wrestling that went that went on on that on that show. Yeah, you, I mean, you had you a know, bunch of guys. Right, you had a bunch of guys in charge who take the. Uh, who lived the business, who, who this business is their life, and they took it serious, and the product showed it all in, um, that if you put on a wrestling show, people will give you a standing ovation, and that's exactly what happened. Yep, yep. Now, it was. I mean, it was probably one of the most phenomenal events that, um, you know, not just this area, but wrestling in general has seen in probably close to 20 years. Now, I mean, now that that uh, that NWA title match between uh, Nick and Cody. Oh my gosh! I mean, oh my god, fantastic! That was yes, it was. I mean, you know, overwhelmingly amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean to the point where. Yo, where his own brother Dustin has said that uh, yo, he's he's watched he's watched the entire show twice. He's watched Cody's match with Nick three times. So it was, it was oh. a perfect. Uh, you know what you said? I think you said it earlier. It was the it was the build, or somebody said it earlier about the build to a battle royal meaning something. Well, they did a right. great no job shot. of building this NWA title match with Nick and Cody. So when they finally got in the ring, it meant something. The NWA title to all us wrestling uh, uh, historians or or longtime fans, that NWA title Cures, means a, a lot. Yeah, yeah, it just means a ton. And they made it mean something. The NWA title, it means something uh-huh. right now. Now, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, you know what transpires after this. Um, I'm really interested right. in that. Right. Oh yeah. Same. Same here. I mean, you know, oh, that, I uh, know. the yeah the 70th anniversary show in a few weeks in Nashville, um, which will be yep. Cody's first major defense. I definitely, I'm I'm I've got to I've got to fi- I've got to figure out a way to see that because oh. I'm seriously I think I think that will hold the key as far as you know what um what Billy is looking to do and that. And this is one of the things I definitely like and appreciate as far as um what Billy Corgan is doing because he's not trying to jump start and make a you know quick boom and hope that it sticks. He's got a serious long-term plan of rebuilding that brand 
uh, the NWA yep. brand and making it to where, yes, it def- it means something. Um, I mean, the videos with, uh, with Tim Storm uh, prior to Nick and that, and then using that same format to uh, build the story between, between Nick and Cody made that, made that match, you know, a must yep. see. Oh, well, and in, then in, in here, here's a little, here's a little in, in, inside. Now I, I know Billy Corgan really well. I worked with him at resistance, but I, I've known right. him through man cow show for forever and a day. Um, mm-hmm. he, actually uses Jay Bradley, who's in our our company, Berlin Championship Wrestling, as an agent. Right. And he sent Jay Bradley around the United States scouting the talent for the NWA. And, and Jay Bradley had to write a report on every wrestler because, you know, the NWA, NWA was branched out across the United States. Um, right. And he had to write a, report, a scouter report basically for Billy Corgan on every wrestler. Now, I... I don't know if that's ever even been released. I don't know if I'm saying too much, but I know firsthand from Jay, he had to write a basically a a full out scouting report on guys' strengths and weaknesses and get and send it to Billy Corgan so Billy Corgan could make a sound strategic decision on guys that he wants to keep in the national wrestling. Excuse me. Wow. That's that's some serious stuff right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. my gosh. So when, when I hear people bashing Billy Corgan, you know, he's just a rock star, you know, he doesn't know what he's yeah, doing. Don't even. Well, people don't, people don't know what they're talking about. They talk just to talk. Right. He, a, he loves this business, I would say, almost as much as he loves the rock music, uh, the rock industry, and he may like wrestling right. more. <laughs> yeah. I think he's well, like... I mean, hey, hey, you know, Billy Billy learned at the feet of a master. Scott Scott Levy Raven is probably you know one of one of the great minds of our industry. Yes. And that and you know I mean and it's not just because you know Scott is literally a genius. He's a he is a he is an actual member of Mensa and that. Yep. But I mean, you know, but he does but Scott just you know, he understands the business and he knows how to make a story work. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you look at, you look at what he was handed with, uh, with Raven and ECW. Now it was, he wasn't handed much, but then he turned around and made that, made that character a, well, what is he going to do well, next? Made, we've got to, we've got to watch. Iconic. Yes. I mean, he, he, from yes. Scotty Flamingo and Johnny Polo to Raven, he made the Raven character iconic because he was given free reign to to, to basically hone his craft and in, in his character by Paul Heyman. So you got to give Paul some credit for letting Raven be creative with the character, right? So, right. yeah, no, it, there, there's no doubt. Working with Scott at, Re, at Resistance was... Uh, a, a great learning experience for myself as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, we're about uh, running out of time here. So, uh, hey, Frankie, my friend, thank you, thank you so much. Um, you and I gotta 
you know, got to got to do some talking here at some point, uh, just you know, for the heck of it. So you know, hey, may, you know, maybe I can, you know, maybe even you know, at least at this point from a distance, I can, uh, you know, lend you lend you a little bit of a hand and uh, you know, kind of kind of help you out. We'll just have to see what goes. All right, my friend. Yep. Yeah, and if you if you want me back on to talk about the all woman show on October twenty seventh, oh, I'd be glad to do that. Uh, all woman you show. Can... That's right. Thirty four women from around the world are gonna be at the Berwyn uh Eagles Club on uh October twenty seventh. But this Saturday, Gary Michael Capetta, the world's most dangerous announcer, will be a special guest ring announcing and and we are crowning our first heavyweight champion. Guys, get your tickets at eventbrite dot com. Uh, if you don't get your tickets at eventbrite.com, they are in sale at the door. Yep, yep. And hopefully, uh, if you don't get them ahead of time at eventbrite.com, you won't miss out when you get to the door and find that it's all sold out. So, Frankie, thank you again, my friend. Um, We'll we'll definitely get in touch. Thank you for having me, guys. You got it. Thanks for coming out. (laughs) Take it easy, my friend. Talk to you later. All right. You have a great having you on. You too, man. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. All right. Well, by golly, um, that was a great night. That is, yeah, that was a fantastic night. Uh, Somewhere along the line, we lost Sean, but, uh, you know, hey, that happens. So um, don't forget... Back here next uh, next Tuesday night at uh, ten nine Central Time with Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil and one week from tonight the weapon of destruction Dementia DeRose for a ladies' night. Uh, so uh, destruction on, is that what you want to say? Right. So okay. so on behalf of uh, <laughs> Sadistic Sean David, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referees Steve Kane along with my co-host. The reason why this show could never, ever, and will never be a bag of dicks, Chaotic Katie. Well, folks, you know what time it is. You don't have to go home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Get the hell out. Good night, everybody. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.